What's up? Thanks for tuning back in. This is Steve McGrath. And in this episode of the podcast, I'm pleased to bring you my conversation with Jawan Winfrey. Now, Jawan wrapped up his rookie season in 2019 with the Denver Broncos. And unfortunately, it did end with him going on the IR. The season did not go as well as he wanted it to. So he's looking to head into year two with a full head of steam. Now, it is a little hard to do that when you have a new offensive coordinator and you're trying to learn said new offense on Zoom and you're not with your teammates in person. But he's putting in the time. He's doing everything he can. And we talk about what that's like trying to learn all of that, get ready for the first full season of Drew Locke. I mean, Bronco Nation, I'm sure everyone is ready to see this thing get going. And anyway, we're going to talk about it all, his path to get there, going to school at Maryland Community College and then Colorado Awesome story. Can't wait to see what the future holds. So without any further ado, here is Jawan Winfrey talking about his rookie season and what to expect in year two. All right. I am pleased to be joined by Denver Broncos wide receiver, Jawan Winfrey. Jawan, how's it going today, man? Going well, man. I'm chilling, chilling with my dog. It's birthday yesterday, so we had a big day yesterday. But we just chilling today. Oh, man, how old's the good boy? He just turned one. Just turned Oh, what kind is he? Golden Doodle. I got a toy poodle and a golden retriever. Little known fact, but I understand where you're coming from, getting the best of both worlds. Um, you made it, So, obviously, you're spending time with your dog right now. Not a lot of places or people that you can spend time with. What's it been like this offseason, just trying to get yourself as ready as possible, knowing that, you can't even really hang out with any of your teammates or, or, or do maybe what you would normally be doing. It's been real different. It's been real different. You know, it's been focusing, it's been making people have to focus on things that they usually don't and just have to be more effective and innovative in the house. So I, I, I've enjoyed it. You know, I, I'm, you know, before Corona even happened, I spent a lot of time in my house. So, you know, I don't mind it. I'm just trying to make sure I try to find ways to stay busy, keep my mind active. And that's really all it's been for me. Help my focus. It's helped my focus a little bit even more, too. So can't complain. Yeah, take some distractions away for sure. Uh, unless you're a big video game guy, in which case maybe it uh, could go the other way on you. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's definitely – I became a big, a big video person throughout the corona. I'm not going to lie. You know, prior to school, I wasn't. But, I mean, I started getting into this Call of Duty game even crazier once Corona happened, and every day I find myself on it for at least two hours. So well, you, got, you got to get a mental break somewhere. So, you know, at least you're staying out of trouble, just, you know, killing imaginary people. <laughs> but um, exactly. I, I would imagine trying to learn a new offense with, with, with uh, Coach Shermer coming in has to be difficult doing that digitally. What's it been like for you trying to get on the, the same page as to what you guys are going to be running? It's crazy because um, I've been doing real good with the offense so far. You know, I'm just lucky that I have I have uh, real close friends out here who want to help me succeed. So, you know, I have a boy who I played football with in college and every day we're catching and every day we're going over plays. You know, he he has my iPad and we're walking through plays because we we're miss, we missed so many reps without no OTAs and stuff. That's, that was huge for reps and just getting the playbook down and and the fact that we have a new coach and a new playbook and we haven't been able to get no reps, you know, it's important that you have to do walkthroughs yourself and just really take that into consideration because when camp comes, it's going to be rolling. 
So, you know, I've been trying to do my best with that. And um, you know, I'm excited to to really get out there and see how much, how well I actually really do know this playbook. So, yeah. <laughs> so do you look at like New York Giants films or uh, maybe when, when he was with, with the Vikings, what, what he was able to yeah. do to try to like get a feel for it? Oh yeah, definitely. And I'm always, I'm always, you know, I love uh, watching Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen's film. You know, I like to learn from, you know, elite players and just try to elevate my game. So I'm always actually watching their film from, we got their film from a couple years ago when he was there, we got the Giants film. So I'm always watching and picking from each players and as well as looking at the playbook, you know, cause we got different terminology now, not the same as, as what he would call every play at that time. So it's more understanding the concepts that he likes to run and just seeing what I could learn from the receivers. That's how I kind of view it. Sure. Now, you were actually at Maryland the same time as Stefan Diggs. Did you have any idea you both would be playing on Sundays a couple of years down the line? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, definitely. You know, I, I would know he – from the day I got there, you know, you can know Stefan's an NFL player. And, um, you know, since I was growing up, I've always wanted to play football. And even in high school, I watched a lot of Stefan Diggs from when he was in Maryland. That's one of my, one of my good friends and somebody I, I definitely look up to, you know, still to this day just because of what he's been able to do. And – um you know, it's crazy because I almost got drafted to the Vikings, so it would have been a reunion. So, but, you know, everything happens for a reason. No, for sure. But uh, now, is that where LaVisca went? Did he go to Minnesota? Oh, LaVisca went to Jack Jacksonville. Um, yeah, well, either way, the, the amount of talent you've been around throughout your college career, uh, you know, you that Maryland team in particular, to have Yannick, Sean Davis, I, I mean, and obviously uh, a Colorado man. <laughs> So we're blessed around just a lot of talent. I say that. Definitely. Now, some of the, the talent that you're around right now in that wide receiver room is a little bit different than what it looked like last year. And I know that you're not physically with some of these guys yet, particularly because they're rookies. But how much has it changed your prep knowing that oh, there's Jerry Judy here? High draft picks that you know that the Broncos are investing into. Uh, you know, that, that's got to change the culture of the wide receiver group. Uh, definitely, you know, it's changed a lot of my preparation mentally and physically. You know, I know that um, last year I didn't, I didn't have the best rookie season. You know, there's stuff that I wish I could have done better, and so I just took that into accountability. You know, I understand that it's a business and that um, the team is gonna build off of you know the young players and whoever they feel they need to, whoever they feel they need that is gonna help them succeed. So you know, um, I just take it, take it with a grain of salt, and come every day with with the chip on my shoulder and just work to continue to show why I deserve to be here. So, you know, it's not personal, it's just business. Definitely. In one of the business decisions that they had made your draft class was to get a guy named Drew Locke. It looks like he could be the real deal, but what is it like actually going through a season with an older veteran? Of course, I'm talking about Joe Flacco and have it go a little rocky where they decide, okay, now we're going to make the switch. I mean, are you guys kind of waiting all year? Like, is this going to happen? Is it going to not? Or were the coaches kind of up front with you with what's going on? I could just imagine it could divide the room a little bit. Um, it didn't really divide the room, but it was more so just like they were testing out, seeing. So first, Drew, Drew Locke had fractured or he did something to his thumb in preseason. So I kind of put him out for a couple of months or so. So, you know, I feel that was a huge benefit for him. You know, he was able to sit back. He wasn't rushed anything. He was able to sit back, learn from Joe, learn from the, the veterans, and just see 
you know, what it takes to succeed at that level. So when he got his opportunity, he was ready, you know. And Joe, you know, Joe did what he could do. You know, Joe's a good guy. My locker was right next to him. So I enjoyed, I enjoyed my, he's from Jersey as well. So I enjoyed my friendship with Joe and just, you know, learn from him. And um, it was cool that I actually played with somebody who's, you know, been in the league for 10 plus years. Uh, he, growing up, the Ravens were my favorite team. So, you know, I always knew of Joe. So it was cool to actually play with him. So it was good. Yeah, I, I mean, I could imagine. Uh, now, the the whole young Jeezy thing, I, I feel like it, it's getting blown out of proportion, you know, from what you've been able to gather, though, about Drew. What's he like as a leader of a team and as a, just a young guy? I mean, being like 22, 23 years old and trying to lead a bunch of, you know, grown men to win games has to be a pretty daunting task. I, I, what, were, what was your take on how he approached, uh, you know, just rookie year? Um, I feel he did a great job. You know, one of the benefits I felt was that uh, our team is really young on the offensive side, I'd say. Offensive side, most of our starters are within the first three, four years. So, you know, it was pretty cool that, you know, he was able to have that blessing. And, you know, he has people that want to rally behind him. And, you know, he, he when he comes on the field, you feel that swagger. You know, you feel that 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 freedom that he brings. Like, he he's free out there. Like, he, you know, he's doing what he wants to do. So... You know, you always want to play under a guy like that. And then he brings excitement. He talks to people. You know, he's not a stuck-up guy, not in there with the hood on every day, trying to stay away, you know. So that makes you just want to play for somebody even more. So I'm definitely excited to see what he's going to bring this year. I just – I love that that just seems so opposite of Vic Fangio, who's like an older coach in the NFL, but has this young team with a bunch of young guys. How is he acclimated to – just you know have just I feel like it could go south but obviously it's not how what is his coaching style like so that he can have that type of culture going on um you know he has a pretty old traditional style you know sometimes no music and stuff but well one thing I like about Vic you know he's he has a set of captains and a set of people who he's open airs to you know if there's stuff that he's doing that some of the players and old veterans don't like you know they're gonna sit and they're gonna talk about it and, you know, they're going to get things changed. And that's the one thing I really enjoy about Vic. You know, he's real open, real open-aired and real open-minded. And, you know, he's open to change. So, you know, whether people don't like what he's doing, you know, they're going to sit down and just discuss how they feel, players. And he's open to it. Like, even um, when I know he made that statement a couple months ago uh, about there's no race in the NFL. You know, we had a meeting the next day about it. Um, and he let people voice out their opinions. And that was pretty cool to see, you know, we had about at least 15 players speak up and just voice how they feel about what he stated. And, you know, they were able to go back and forth and, and their feelings. So, you know, he's always open-minded and he just wants the team to have that camaraderie. He wants to win. So I like playing at a big So, and I think that that's huge to being a successful coach, that open-mindedness. Do you think that's probably the most important thing or is there other traits that you would put ahead of that as being, this is what, a coach needs to have success in the NFL? I mean, that's one of them. Yeah, definitely one of them. You got to be open-minded. You know, you got to have that experience. Know, know what it takes to have a successful team. You know, you got to communicate and be and talk to your players. You know, you got to build that relationship. And, and he does that. So, you know, I can't complain with Vic. You know, I'm glad that he's here. Yeah, for sure. So the wide receiver group, obviously a very competitive group. But the AFC West division, man, is just – 
going to be a gauntlet for a long time. I mean, do you feel like in any way with the talent that you guys are loading up with on offense, the way that, you, you know, to, to kind of match up a little bit w with the Chiefs there, like is it everyone kind of just catching up to what they're doing and trying to not mimic it, but line up more to sort of be able to play that way? Um, I feel that uh, we're kind of just worried about ourselves, you know, in a sense. Um, you know, the Chiefs are the Chiefs. They were they were able to build their team up, you know, from the ground, and it's been crazy to see what they've been able to accomplish. And um, you know, we just feel like that we're just gonna focus on us and just just take it one step at a time, you know, one step at a time. You know, who's to say that the Chiefs will be, you know, contenders again this year? So you know, it's just to worry about us and just figuring out how we can become our best self. You know, we were four, three, four games away from a playoff team, and we lost those three, four games in a matter of twenty seconds and thirty seconds last minute so you know i feel we're right there and um you know we just try to do our best to build up and stack up because you know it's not even just the chiefs that are like that you know it's a lot of teams in the nfl that are just building and building with all this young talent and speed so you know it's just that's just the new game of the nfl speed so yeah uh, but then also you get a guy like melvin gordon who, who can you know yeah. has has speed for sure but also has a little bit of power to uh you know make sure that you guys are definitely going to be balanced on offense Hell yeah, I'm, I'm excited we got that piece. So him and Phil going to be a one-two punch. That are, it's going to be crazy to see. I'm excited. Yeah. Now, uh, of course, Emmanuel Sanders, uh, no longer a Denver Bronco. But from just thinking about your rookie year, you know, how much did like Cortland Sutton, you know, Emmanuel, even Deshaun Hamilton, just because he had a, uh, a year on you, I think, how much did they help you get acclimated to the speed of the NFL and learning how to play it at, at the highest level? Um, they helped me a lot, especially uh, Emmanuel Sanders. You know, I remember one practice, like even my coach mentioned it. <laughs> uh, when we was watching film one day, just he remembers Emmanuel pulling me aside and just talking to me about, you know, some of the things I wasn't doing, what I was doing, and just, you know, it was real. I listened to everything he did. He said I watched everything he did. So it was real cool to have him in my presence. And, you know, he really led the way. He really led it for the team. He's kind of like another coach out there, so. It was real fun to be out there. You know, I got to work with him a little bit this offseason. About to work with him this weekend, actually. Um, Corlin and the other guys, too, as well. It's been cool to have their insight as well. Because they only, even though they only had one year ahead of me, that one year is just, that one year is crazy. You know, just having a year in the NFL, like me, just having that one year now. Exactly. Totally different. Totally different. I know what to expect. I can, I know what to do to help the younger players that are coming in, especially with the ones who haven't. Haven't had uh, OTAs, no offseason. You know, that's so critical and so huge. I don't know where I would be like if I came in just at camp. No OTAs, no rookie minicamp, none of that. So I've been blessed that I had them. And uh, I'm ready just to offer that next that knowledge to the next person. Now, you're definitely a little bit bigger than Emmanuel. So I don't know how much you could take from his game just because your styles are going to be a little bit different. But growing up, even through college and when you get to the NFL, who were you looking at to try to model your game after most? Um, growing up, definitely Des Bryant. High school, you know, high school, early college days, I'd say Des Bryant for sure. I just loved his his catching abilities. You know, he was, he was the Cowboys. It was real special just to have him go throw it up and just go get it. I love that, his ability about that. I liked um, and Keenan Allen, Des Keenan, I'd say for sure. Keenan, one of the best route runners in the game. So I study him still to this day, you know. Definitely. Definitely be up that list soon. 
Now, if Dez is going to catch a touchdown, we know what he's going to do with the X. When mm-hmm. Juwan Winfrey gets his first touchdown in the NFL, what's it going to look like? Is there a celebration already in mind? I uh, can't even tell you, man. I don't know yet. I'll be excited, though. Super excited. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. Sort of just happen. Or, you know, some of my boys have helped me plan it out. They helped me plan out the uh, Hall of Fame game touchdown I had in the preseason. Right. So we'll see. You know, I kind of don't think about that. Just want to make sure I'm out there. Yeah, understood. <laughs> now, you know, just thinking about where you're sitting now, what do you wish you knew going into your rookie year? It, you know, what's like one or two best pieces of advice that you wish someone really told you before, you know, you started? Mm-hmm. Uh, just the sh- conditioning that you have to be, like the shape you got to be in because it's a lot of running, especially being a, a younger, you know, six-round person in the late bubble where you're going to have to play a lot of special teams and you're going to get a lot of reps everywhere. Um, just a lot of running. You don't want to be in the best shape you can be in because um, that's, what, that's what this league's about, speed. How, how long can you run? How long can you run this fast for? And um, just the focus that you got to have for 17 weeks straight. You know, it's a long season, long season. I wasn't the most focused last year. I, I'd admit to that. You know, there's times where you know, I lapsed out a little bit. Just so long being from going from combine training straight to the season and 17 weeks, five weeks of preseason, you know, it was pretty long for me. But, um, you know, I, we had that, I had that break this year with this offseason, super long offseason. So I'm ready. I'm ready for 20 weeks, 25 weeks. <laughs> so, you know, I'm just the focus that you got to bring every day is definitely key. Yeah, no, that, that makes a ton of sense. Obviously, it's a longer season than college. And then just thinking about the regular season, let alone the OTAs, the preseason, everything else. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just wanted to talk a little bit about your college days. You, your last two years, you know, particularly at Colorado, you battled through some injuries. And then if, I know that you didn't have the rookie year that you really wanted. Mm-hmm. What would you say about just overcoming adversity, dealing with getting these different things bumping up, particularly at a time when I'm sure you've always wanted to make it to the NFL, you probably really doubted, am I going to make it with all this stuff happening? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was real crucial and it was crazy. Um, luckily, you know, I'm a man of God. I love God. I have a huge support system behind me, my family and friends and everybody. So, you know, they keep me, they keep me grounded, keep me humble. And um, I just know that, you know, I got God I can rely on through all this. And I've learned that through a lot of my hardships, you know, years ago. So I just try to keep that same mentality. And, um, you know, he's got me this far. So, you know, there's no telling, no telling where else, where else he's going to take me. So I just try to keep that same mindset. And how much of that mindset was developed through your earlier time in college where you, you leave Maryland you have to go, like, oh, where am I going to go? You, you end up going community college. And then, of course, from there, you're, I'm sure you're just like, okay, is someone going to offer me? Where am I going to go? I mean, how much that kind of sets the tone from an early age, you know, of, yeah, I got to, you know, think of this like a business. I got to figure out how do I get to my end goal. I mean, that must have really set the tone for you, just having that uncertainty. Definitely. Uh, definitely started, you know, coming in a- Coming into, high, coming into college, I definitely didn't have that mindset because I haven't been through much. You know, in high school, I didn't go through much. I was blessed with a good family, good opportunities. Um, I had to work for everything I got, but, I mean, I didn't go through much adversity coming into sure. college. I wasn't a huge believer of God at the time, and um, i never forget, forget the convo I had with uh, Stefan. And I told him, 
we'd pray after practice every all the receivers we pray after practice and i remember i was like i'm not really sold on god yet i don't really know if he's real blah blah, blah. and stefan was like because uh, you haven't went through anything yet and literally that next that next spring got suspended from maryland we started going through so much stuff and you know i had god was a person i had to rely on so you know that's kind of when it started and um it's kind of how to grow up i had to grow up mentally and physically you know just grow up and and really make those better just make better decisions you know i had to make better decisions and just think about everything differently yeah and, and it and the road leads here right i mean you have to go through all that stuff to to you know be in this spot today you got your belief your faith and then ready to hit year two in the nfl so i, I think it's safe to say it's kind of worked out yeah. well man i just to, in closing I want to go through this little thing I call the gauntlet with you. I just got a couple of quick hitter questions I want your knee-jerk answer on. What's most important in winning? Is it having the number one offense or the number one defense? <laughs> um, I think in this day and age, I think they're both, super, they're both equally important. But um, I feel if you can't score points, then, you know, you're asked out. You know, we we were in a lot of times last year where we couldn't – we were in the bottom totem pole of, of scoring points in the NFL, the whole league, and it showed. You know, our defense was top tier. Our defense was in the top six defenses in the league, and they were stopping teams, continue to stop teams, and we weren't putting up any points. And that's not going to get you past the Chiefs. That's not going to get you past the Patriots, these these big teams. You know, you got to score points. So, you know, I feel they're both equally. You need those equally to, to win a Super Bowl. But – um, definitely, you gotta be able to put up points. You see, the Chiefs, the Chiefs were down in the Super Bowl. You know, they had Chiefs have an awesome defense, but they were able to come back and put up them points, put up them points, and yeah. take it over. So, definitely. Yeah, well, there's definitely no right answer, but I, yeah. I appreciate you leaning one way, even though it was a little, little close. Yeah. Now, do you have a pregame ritual that you stick to? Um. Maybe the night before, I have some salt bath. I have some salt. Um, I read, I watched this little, uh, Joel Osteen, little prayer video type thing. That's really about it. I'm not, I don't have any super big rituals to be honest. Got it. Now, all time, was there one player or, or you know, one coach that you looked at and been like, man, it would have been nice if I would have had a chance to play with this guy. Uh, maybe my... <laughs> Maybe, maybe my boy Brandon Wimbush. I don't know if you're familiar with Brandon Wimbush. He was a quarterback for Notre Dame. Uh, he was in his upcoming draft class. He knew, I don't think he got picked up because he switched positions. But you know, in high school, me and him were. He went to St. Peter's Prep with Minka Fitzpatrick. Had a huge high school career. Me and him were like off season. We, me and him were a crazy one-two off season punch. You know, I we would go to seven on sevens together. And that's kind of he helped me boost my my recruiting my recruiting status in high school. You know, just being the seven on sevens with him and Mika and and excelling, and it was just crazy. We were both getting recruited by some of the same schools, so it was just a thought like, man, if we go to the same school, I'm a receiver, he's a quarterback, it'd have been crazy. But you know, things happen. Yeah, that would have been nice. Yeah. Um, what's most important? Is it the players or is it the scheme? Um. <laughs> That's a crazy, that's a good question. Uh, tough one. You know, 
all the coaches say the players make it. So, you know, the players make the scheme or the players make the plays. Definitely the players. But at the same time, it goes hand in hand, man. You got to – it's always great to have a good experienced coach, you know, knowing what to call in the right time. So, you know, I feel it goes hand in hand, definitely. But, of course. you know, the players do make the plays and, you know, you got to you gotta be a playmaker. You got to – that's what the team needs to win. You know, you need playmakers. So, I definitely say the players, but I definitely feel it goes hand in hand. Definitely. Now, favorite route on the route tree? Um, come back. I'll come back. All right. Or come back. You know, sell, sell that go. I'm pretty, that's one of my best routes, I'd say. Been one of my best routes for a while. So, definitely come back. I got one last one for you. Considering everything you've been able to accomplish and push through, man, what's the best piece of advice that you'd give to a young athlete? Um... Just to take advantage of the resources, man. There's so much now growing up for kids. There's just so much technology and so much resources available for you to succeed, you know, in whatever field you're in, sports, you know, education, whatever field you're in, you just, the resources are there. So I just say take advantage of them, you know. I try to take advantage as best as I can of my coaches that I had, you know, YouTube videos, just finding ways to help myself get recruited, find ways I can get better. You know, it's all out there. It's all out there, and it's just for you to grab. So. You know, where you go in life is all on you. You know, how far you want to take it. You know, the sky's the limit. Yeah. I actually think I, I might have first seen you on the sideline hustle uh, doing stuff there. So just another, um, another way to get better. Mm -hmm. Well, Jawan, one season under your belt. I'm really looking forward to seeing you. Well, fingers crossed that, you know, there's a season two in 2020, mm -hmm. man. Uh, it's going to be fun. I'll, I'll be uh, definitely watching some more Broncos games this year. Yes, sir. Thank you. Appreciate you having me.